Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So the thing here that Pasha and I developed is we never make our partner wrong for wanting to try something. And if we try something, we didn't like it. Great. Then we can sort of make the choice. We're not going to do that thing again because we didn't enjoy it. And maybe that means neither of us get to do it again. But for some of us, we could say, okay, great. I can separate this. I don't ever want to do that thing again. Um, it didn't excite me. It didn't fulfill me. I don't think like I was comfortable with it, whatever the case might be. But still saying that your partner could go do it. Welcome back to Open Late Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari, and this is our second episode of this week. It's a bonus episode. Um, it's essentially a part two to what was released on Wednesday, episode 61, which is all about how to dip your toes into the polyamory pool, how to get started on your non-monogamy journey, how you and your partner or the people that you're dating can navigate this new open road if you're new to it. So I wanted to include some additional sort of tools and tips for you, um, especially if you have started on this journey now. Um, in the previous episode, I chatted all about sort of resources and education and sort of um, getting to know and understand yourself, those wants, needs, and desires, seeing if they match up with the partner that you might have, and then get going. So we talked about starting slow, right? Like going to a play party and watching, like having that sort of understanding and that agreement that we're just going to go be voyeurs and just see the sights or going to bars, flirting with someone and coming home, um, seeing how that feels. Um, or if you're uncoupled, like how does it feel to date or be like romantic or intimate with like multiple people at once and like letting them all know about each other. So, you know, this is how we start. This is how we start to walk down that line. And I wanted to include more about what happens once you're there, right? So one of the things that we talked about was the quiz that we created. Now, there is another resource that we have at Open Late that's free, and it is our Open Talks community. Um, right now, it's essentially a WhatsApp chat where other like-minded people who are starting out in non-monogamy and starting to practice share their stories, their insights, and ask questions. Um, and a lot of them I will answer right there so that we have a community and everyone can be learning from one another. Um, the reason I'm sharing this is because this is the number one thing that I think supports you once you're actually practicing non-monogamy is having other people that understand your journey. Um, because one of the things that was really hard for myself, passionately or private for a super long time, to not have people to talk to about what I was going through, what I was feeling, what was new, even the exciting stuff. Like I wasn't sharing that with a lot of people. Only like my best friend in the whole world knew about it for years. So there's a bit of isolation that happens. And I imagine for so many people, if you don't have the privilege or the ability to be out 
to your family, to your friends, to your community, to your work, um, you can start to feel like isolated. And also, you know, what that does is helps us feel unseen. Um, like we're not a part of something bigger. It could help us feel like we're doing something wrong, um, or, you know, make you feel more like that. So being a part of a community doesn't have to be this one, but finding other people that are non-monogamous or polyamorous, um, so that you can actually ask questions and feel understood um, along your journey because so many new things are going to come up with all of these new experiences and emotions. Um, it's so, so important. So that is a big part of what I wanted to share. So whether it's meeting people on fields and starting to, you know, create friendships, you know, that are, aren't about romance or, you know, sex or going to parties together, but even just like going to get coffee, going on a walk, like asking, you know, the dating history of another couple who has recently opened up and just sort of getting all that insight. Again, it's a lot of talking, um, but I feel like that's so, so valuable. Another pitfall to avoid, and we sort of mentioned this earlier in the way that I said, it's really hard to style match with your partner. If you are coupled, right? That's my experience. So Posh and I many times were not interested in the same people. And of course, I'm I'm bisexual or I identify as queer and he doesn't. He's heterosexual. So I could date anybody. You know, he's only interested in dating women. So there's a difference already right there inherently that we're going to be attracted to different types of people um, and finding the same type of person or having the exact same style and how we want to date. It's just kind of hard to do. And it's also unreasonable to expect that that would happen if you have a primary partnership. So I want to build on this a little bit from the last episode. This starts to lend itself into a big pitfall, which could be making your partner wrong for you not liking something. Um, and I want to sort of talk about this in the way that I know a lot of people do it. A lot of people feel like, oh, this made me really upset um, or it triggered me. Um, and so you might in turn project that your partner did that and that, you know, you don't ever want them to do it again because it's so harmful to you, right? Not being able to separate that like that's their action and maybe that wasn't their intention, of course, but this is your experience as an emotion. Um, and this gets kind of sticky because on one hand, of course, you want to communicate that this is a trigger and you don't want to cause any further trauma, but also being on this journey means that you're like going to be actively working on things and working towards clearing a lot of that trauma. So how else do we clear it unless we start experiencing things that will bring it up in us so that we can work on it and then pass, you know, get past it um, or go through it essentially. So the thing here that Pasha and I developed is we never make our partner wrong for wanting to try something. And if we try something, we didn't like it. Great. Then we can sort of make the choice. We're not going to do that thing again because we didn't enjoy it. And maybe that means neither of us get to do it again. Um, and that's fine if that's what you feel like you need. But for some of us, we could say, okay, great. I can separate this. I don't ever want to do that thing again. Um, it didn't excite me. It didn't fulfill me. I don't think like I was comfortable with it, wh whatever the case might be. But still saying that your partner could go do it. That's another option, right? But what you, what you want to avoid is making your partner wrong for wanting to try something 
new. So that first time is just like sampling it, right? It's like you go to a buffet, you've never had this type of, you know, whatever vegan cheese before. You put it on a cracker, you pop it in your mouth. Maybe your partner was like, you should try this. It's amazing. You try it together and you're like, I didn't like that at all. You're not going to get upset with your partner for suggesting it, right? Or for them saying, I really want to try this cheese, so let's go try this cheese. Um, that first time warrants like no faults or you know punishment. So we want to avoid that because just as we can't really see the future, neither can our partner. So they can't really predict what we're going to like. Um, or, you know, people that we're dating that might not know us very well. So there's that. You never want to make your partner wrong for wanting to try something. Because what will happen, too, if you start going down that road is you're going to be uncomfortable and they're going to be uncomfortable sharing their actual desires, sharing their actual fantasies, because there's going to be fear there of judgment, right? And these relationships are moving towards expansion. They're moving towards more freedom, you know, um, more full expression of oneself and holding space for your partner to do the same. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The next point that I want to go into is, you know, as you start to step into this journey, you're not just a single person anymore. Or you're not just two people in a relationship. You're bringing other people either in or, you know, uh, kind of over here. Maybe they're not meeting your partner, right? Maybe they're, the relationships are happening sort of outside of the relationship. But these are, as Jessica Levity calls it, whole ass people. And those people have feelings. They have wants and needs and desires, right? So as you're starting to engage with anyone else other than your partner, you want to take care of them the same way that you do your partner. Now, there are different things here that will come into play like hierarchical polyamory um, and primary partnership, sort of having like a higher um, weight or priority to them, right? Um, we try not to have that, but inherently we're a married couple. And so anyone else coming in doesn't have that same privilege. A lot of people call it like, you know, that primary partnership privilege that we have. And we try to treat everyone as equal and give them all of the same sort of abilities and access that we have, you know, sort of inside of our relationship. I'm maybe a bit more fluid in that than Pasha is. He's definitely more like a okay, we're primary partners and he 
kind of looks at it like there is a hierarchy there. But when Lauren was in our relationship, it was very much like I wanted him to sort of treat us as equals. And she was such a part of our lives that she was considered in like many major decisions and, and things like that. So, you know, for many people just starting out, you're not going to be jumping right into the deep end of a triad. Um, but it's important to note if you're going to have that first threesome, who is this other person? What type of experience do they want as well? Do they want more casual sex or are they looking to actually date you as a couple? Do they want to be able to sleep over, right? Um, do they want to be able to spend time with you both individually or is this like a package deal only, right? So really getting clear on is this a good fit for all three people that are involved? Um, so I think the more that you sort of take care of all the other people that you're going to be bringing into your life and spending a lot of time with um, and making sure that it's in line with everything that you want to create and in line with everything they want to create, you're going to have much more success than skipping over those steps of actually finding out what's this person's motivation? You know, who are they? Um and stuff like that. So, you know, if you are up for more like no strings attached, casual sex, we just like want to have a good time. Amazing. Cause there are so many people out there that want that too. Like I was just having this conversation, um, the other day with Leanne from polyphilia, like I'm in, I'm in a place where I just want to like be a unicorn. Like, please, there, there's so many people on the internet who are like, we don't want to be your unicorn. Bye girls don't want to be like your threesome experience. And I'm like, actually, um, I do. I would very much like that experience because I'm in a place where I don't want extra responsibility. And, you know, I'm just looking for like fun and creativity and to like make someone's year maybe. Um, so just really understanding that if you're not ready to care for a, a third person as a part of your lives, then communicate that before, you know, first threesome is had or before you start um, seeing someone, you know, if you want it to be casual, not realizing that they might want more. This kind of brings me back to the beginning, back to the basics. In the very beginning of Wednesday's episode 61, all about how to navigate dipping your toes into non-monogamy or polyamory, right? What are the first steps? How do we start doing it? I talked to you about getting clear on what you want out of it. What are your wants, needs, and desires? Do that relationship audit, right? And I want you to revisit that. So having strong points in the relationship for check-ins and making sure that everything is still in alignment and on the same page. Because now that you're on this journey and you're going about it, maybe you're dating, maybe it's been six months, maybe it's been a year, uh, maybe you've had a couple of experiences and it's time to sort of regroup and assess. Is this filling the, the kind of wants, needs, and desires? Is it fulfilling these needs that we had? Do we want to pivot? Do we feel ready for more? Do we real, feel ready for something else? Um, because you don't have to trudge ahead. If you find something that you like and that works, you might sort of stay monogamish for a while. Um, maybe you can reassess and say, okay, are we ready for more? Do we want to have more fully open experiences where we don't have to tell each other before it happens or it doesn't have to be premeditated, but it can be more spontaneous? That was 
our evolution. And then we became fully open um, without the need to sort of like prepare and plan and have permission and things like that. So as you're going along, it's coming back around. It's checking in. Are we doing this from a place where it's generating energy in our relationship? That was a, always a big check-in for Pasha and I. Is this adding to our connection uh, with each other? Which for us was a real thing. If I would go date somebody else outside of you know my relationship with Pasha, a, a man that he never met for years um, that I would spend time with, I would come back and my connection with Pasha would deepen every time because you can actually appreciate because there's, there is a difference. You can really appreciate what you have when you experience something totally different. doesn't make one better than the other. You know, it actually makes them both unique and special. Um, but because there's contrast, you can see it. And so for us, it was that check-in of like, cool, are the people that I'm dating or spending time with adding even to our relationship, even though they've never met? And they might never meet. Um, so is it generative? Are we sort of meeting our our goals? Are we still using our North Star, right, of our relationship, like our, our guidance system? Um, and if not, cool. Where do we need to reassess? So I recommend putting checkpoints, even on the calendar. Maybe it's twice a year. Um, and as you go about this journey, over time, you know, maybe you're using like different tools in the beginning and different tools in the middle, but circling back around and know that you always have these episodes here for you as a resource. Um, especially if you're, if you're solo Polly, or if you're, you know, uncoupled right now and you want to try out non-monogamy, you might use different sort of sets of these skills or tools with different partners as you're dating. So come back to it. It's always here for you. Reach out to me. Let me know if there's anything that I left out of this episode um, that you have a question about, um, I'm as I'm sure I did, right? This is the first of probably many of these. So I, I really do love when you rate and review the show on Apple. You can even use the Apple reviews as a way to tell me what you want to hear more of to ask questions. I'll answer them on these episodes. Um, so don't hesitate to do that. And of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram and TikTok. We do a lot of really fun, funny, and educational content in those spaces. And I will link all the resources that I always talk about in the show notes. But I think one of the most valuable ones for you, um, if you're already in this journey, is going to be our group. You know, it's a free WhatsApp group called Open Talks. And it's a way to feel like you are a part of the community and like you're not the only person in the world um, or maybe in your town, right? That is uh, dipping your toes into the polyamory pool. So with that, I will leave you. I love you all and appreciate you so, so much. And I will see you next week. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.